This new format of how we're telling you, man. Everybody, that was Johnny Valentine, who is our guest today. Johnny, thank you so much for coming on the show. That was amazing. Thanks for having me. I like some of those code progressions that you <laughs> threw in there. There was some there were some different notes. Yeah, well, I, I try to challenge myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, but first, let me do our intro. Everybody, you're listening to the High Sessions Hawaii podcast, where we talk about everything local and beyond. I'm Johnny Masato, your host, and joining me today... Devin Nakoba, opposite Kyle Shimabukuro, how's it? And Johnny Valentine here. We're gonna be here for the next hour talking story. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all at High Sessions. You can go to SoundCloud, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts to listen to the podcast. And of course, you can email us at highsessions@yahoo.com. Go to our Patreon.com channel if you can donate and uh, help out there. I'm running through this real quick because I want to because I want to get back to, to Johnny, but uh, Koopa Koopa Landscaping they filled their um, oh the position position right good good so so I don't need to Kevin said I don't need to announce that they're looking for <laughs> workers anymore but call Kevin Yokomura 808-722-8685 for a free estimate for any landscaping needs or you can go to koopakoopalandscaping.com and of course lastly you can go to Fort Ruger Market for 
food. You had you had Filipino food today. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Kyle was laughing at me because I didn't know how to say peanut bit, peanut peanut bit, peanut bit. I said, uh, "Can I? Is, is there the pinky pinky bit?" <laughs> <laughs> and the lady was, "Excuse me." <laughs> yeah, the the poor Filipino lady at the thing was like, "Oh, this this guy does not know wow. what he's talking about." The pinny, no pinky bit, pinky bit. Yeah. I said, "No, I said pick, pick a bit." Yeah, pick, pick a bit. A bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Sorry, he's not Filipino. He's okay. He's I okay. know. I'm oh. sorry, but uh, but it looked delicious. It's, yeah, it was good. So Johnny uh, is a singer, songwriter, arranger. He's been part of the Hawaiian music scene for as long as I can remember, but always just known as this monster guitar player singer. And uh, I've never heard you sing like this close. Very good vocal control, and uh, I mean, I can see why you've been filling in for, with Kalapana and playing with Henry and all that stuff because very versatile singer too thank you but yeah you kind of were when we were hanging out there you said you kind of a work host you like to just gig and gig and gig oh, right I, I love playing did you start in the waikiki scene back in the day um what happened was i was going to college to be a teacher but by the second year i became a full-time musician oh and then i never stopped it's ever since so i've been going full-time and i've been fortunate about that uh I guess because I, I don't just play Hawaiian music. In Hawaii, you have to play everything. So mm-hmm. like the agencies, there's like th- three major agencies in Hawaii. And then I remember a couple of years ago, there was, um, before pandemic, there was a, uh, what is that, the golf, Lady Pro Golf came in. There was like 500 of them. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they wanted French music for their dinner hour. Oh, my. So the agency just called me, John, can you put some French music together? I said, like, for how long? I said, for an hour. I said, um, okay, so, oh, yeah, sure. And then I hung up the phone. I said, what did I get myself into? <laughs> and then I just Googled um, 10, you know, 10 most famous French tunes. And then I actually charted it out. I got a, I got a violinist, an accordionist, and me, and they loved it. So. Yeah, so th- <laughs> wow. this is the thing, and I, I want to delve into your brain because this is what amazes me about you. Is you can kind of play anything, play it all well, but um, uh, but you say you don't have perfect pitch, or you're classically trained. You know how to read music yeah. at least, though, right? Yeah. So where did you learn? Did you go to? I I was already teaching myself since from intermediate school. By the oh. time I went to college, they asked me to tutor first year. So after school, the first year of college, I was tutoring uh, classical uh, guitar players. Um, but yeah, I was always self-taught. Because I remember when I was 16, I st- started taking lessons from a jazz guy. And we end up jamming all the time. And I ad- told the guy, you know, I don't think I should be paying you because I'm just jamming <laughs> with you. You're not, even, you're not even teaching me anything. <laughs> I know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> where did you Where did you go to school? Leeward. Oh, okay. So okay. Just, but high school yeah. where? Farrington. Farrington. Yeah. Okay. So all my friends just came out of prison. <laughs> 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 when you When you started playing professionally, yeah. What What was you, Who were you playing with at that time? So uh, when I was going to school, uh, this guy uh, Pat Miguel, Patrick Miguel, he was backing up this l- singer Mary Lake, who sang with Lemuria, oh, yeah. okay. with Kurt Thompson. And um, Thompson, yeah. so he called me, he said, hey, are you interested in gigging? Because he saw me in, um, <laughs> when I was ninth grade, there was a band, there were 11th graders in Farrington, and so they needed a guitar player. So I auditioned for the band, and um, 
I didn't get in because as soon as I sang, all the girlfriends went, oh. <laughs> so they still like, you know what? Uh, you don't. We fit. don't want that guy in the you band. Don't, you don't fit us. <laughs> so I never, I never got to join the band. So there's a lot of bands that I never got to join because I better than a singer or whatever. But <laughs> but it was funny. Um, so during high school, he saw me play guitar because that's all I did. I played. I used to bring my guitar to school every day, and then I entered the talent contest, and um, I wrote a song for Farrington. I've been to Farrington High School, one of the rowdiest school they say, <laughs> but it's not really that way. <laughs> oh wow! And then, uh, but I got disqualified because, and I didn't care, because I wanted to do a guitar solo and I put the guitar behind my neck. <laughs> so everybody thought I won, but I went one minute over. Oh, oh no. no! So the magician won. <laughs> so, but everybody thought I was the winner because uh, the, the place was going nuts. So he saw me from that. So then he called me I interested see. in gigging. So after that, we were rehearsed for two months. He called the agency. Bobby Morris used to be here. Bobby Morris Agency. Yeah. And you know who auditioned us? Was Jerry Martini from Sly and the Family Stone. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. I didn't know who he was. He was the sax player and songwriter for Sly and the Family Stone. I found out two years later that he was the guy. So anyway, he's, as soon as he heard us play, we were doing songs like a Spain from Chick Corea. Mm, oh, I mean, like we were doing really like now what, stuff. what At that age, what made you go to those type of, because I, I don't know, you, you're, you're, not, you're not that much older than me. I am a but, much uh, older. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you, you're, you're very nice. You know, to go to, go to those, because I remember, you know, back, Back in when I was growing up, you know, I listened to a lot of reggae and stuff. And Jake yeah. comes with me with Carlos Santana stuff. I'm like, what the hell is this? You know, yeah. like, but so he was doing that. But yeah. what made you? Was it just because your your mind just is like, I need to find something more interesting than what's out there now? Yeah. Just, I was I started early when I was six years old. My dad said I had songs memorized. Mm. Um, I was walking around the house pretending uh, I had a guitar and I was I kept singing. And then he finally made me. Uh, a plywood with nails. It was the most dangerous <laughs> and rubber bands. And I would play that thing until it broke. And then finally, um, when I was like 11, I listened to a lot of stuff. I was listening to um, a lot of Beatles, a lot of, um, you know, I got into Kalapana when I was 12. Mm. Uh, and then uh, I, I remember all the songs was like, wow, this is nice chords that they were playing. Because to me, Mackie Free was a kind of a, a frustrated jazz musician. That's what I thought he yeah. was. Because he, he was doing stuff, but um, it, it, it was not normal. Like, to write songs like True. You know, yeah. True loves to <laughs> But, and you can tell he was trying to imitate Stevie Wonder with that mm. song. Mm. So, I, by the time I was 14, I was actually learning to read on my own because I've studied blues and practicing scales and then I got into all the chord stuff um, you know what 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 makes the chord make the words come out you know like if you if you like if you want to be longing like uh, if I go if I sing Nightbird and change the words fly on see it sounds longing like mm -hmm. uh, then you're there 
Mm-hmm. So the so the magic to me what what made me get into it it was like wow there's really a, 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 there's a, no, a, a knowledge that I was yearning to 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 understand how do you make the lyrics stand out with the melody and the chords behind it mm-hmm. that's what makes songs to me unreal yeah you know because it's and it's a lost art because nowadays it's just beat and lyrics yeah right? it's all about the of, groove yeah there's not yeah. a lot of melody in the songs mm-hmm. anymore but yeah when i see people play like you it's like well yeah th- these are guys that really just love music yeah right? that's why i can't wait to play mm-hmm. everywhere yeah. I, I mean i can't wait to play because i want to experiment like right now i can experiment with like um um island style Mm-hmm. Right, because that's the chords is it's in C, but I'll do an A. So the first chord will be on the island, right? Yeah, we do it island style. So I'm, I'm making it <laughs> from the mountain to the ocean, from the windward to the leeward side. It changes everything, huh? Yeah, on the island, we do it island style. If I wanted your yearning. From the mountain to the ocean, from the windward to the leeward side. Uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so when I'm at my gig, you'll never hear me sing, play the song the same. But the other thing you have is a talent to sound like other people too. <laughs> so, yeah. what do you enjoy most? You know, like sometimes you just want to imitate like a, a a voice or. Do you enjoy just fooling around with different chords and? and yeah, I do. I do. I actually um, imitate voices sometimes. Yeah. Like, um, so what happened was in the first year of college, uh, there was no voice classes uh, available. So I sat in the back, and the teacher would go, "Excuse me, sir. Um, are you in this class?" I said, "Yeah. Your name is not on the list." I said, "I know." <laughs> I said, "Then you can't be here." I said, "Oh, okay." Can I just hang out outside? <laughs> no. I said, you know what? Come and talk to me after the... the, the. So uh, her name was Marilyn Kane, and she goes, um, why don't you um, apply for the scholarship? Mm-hmm. I said, well, how do I do that? I said, well, you have to uh, sing in the recital. So I think she wanted to embarrass me because she never heard me sing. And so um, I, she put me last for the recital, and all the recitals were like good opera singers you know in fact the the people that got in was mystic alai now she's the lead singer of the royal hawaiian band mm-hmm. yeah. this guy lasinga he's a professional singer opera singer in germany now and um so the last song i sang i hired a keyboard player <laughs> and a flute player and we did a uh, kenny loggins it was real hard you know, i mean a lot of chords this yeah. song it was called Wait a Little While. And then after that, I had the biggest applause, right? And then she said, I think you're going to get the scholarship. So she gave me a, a vocal scholarship. Wow. And then after that, she used me. <laughs> because the following year, I was performing at the UH, all these arias. Like every month, I would travel oh. with her and I was doing all the arias. So I actually studied voice intensely. And so... Um, uh, and it's all about where you place your vocal cords to sound like a person. Like if you want to sound like Elvis, your vocal cords, which you move your tongue, the back of your tongue, if you move it down, oh, you get that. Uh, see, you oh. can actually move it. Uh-huh. 
So if you put it put it down, you can get that. Are you lonesome tonight? Because I'm putting it down. But if you put it up like that, you can sound like Henry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, it's depending on what what you want. What you want. People are tripping out. This, yeah. this is one of those that you're gonna have to watch the YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. If you're listening to it right now, you'll be going. How many people so, do they have in the room? <laughs> what what artists do you like impersonating and playing? Like, was there one of, one of your favorites? If oh, you Elvis. do a sample. Probably Elvis because he 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 messed around with with his tone. He he would put it up, you know, like a wobble pedal. Yeah. Mm. Ah, uh, yeah. I want you. I need you. Uh, Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So that's what he would do. So it's kind of neat to do that. But lately, I've been challenging myself with doing. Um, I started singing a uh, "Time to Say Goodbye" by uh, uh, Andrea Bocelli. I don't know if you know that song, but it's intense. And uh, the ending, you have to hold this note for like thirty seconds. So and that's Bocelli. Hold on, I'm gonna look him up. I think that's the guy. He's the, the blind. He, he's the blind singer. Yeah, he's the one that yeah, sang the oh, prayer. Yeah. With Celine Dion. Yeah. Did he do that one with Catherine Fee for the David Foster concert? Yeah. Yeah. And they sang the yeah, prayer. Yeah, that's yeah. right. He's amazing. He, he is sings amazing. people just freak out. Yeah. yeah. So I do that stuff at uh, when I when I perform certain places like Kala. I'm, I'm at the Kala on Friday and I, and I do that kind of stuff and people love it there. So, so the the training you got from that class is the thing that allows you to sing like sort of all up and down the spectrum. No. You can do opera stuff or not really. A, I no? had I had to relearn after taking classical because really? everything I sang was like this. Don't go changing to try to please me. Yeah. So I had to go back to like okay, uh, you know. Yeah, cuz okay. operatic, you know, it's operatic technique, yeah, they're they're going for a maximum efficiency yeah right of air and tone yeah. but that is not what is appealing to the ear necessarily right yeah. so like a lot of pop is a lot of breathy yeah. mm-hmm. type of singing so that's what i learned at least yeah. in vocals so it's like you know okay yeah you have um opera singers that are technically perfect but marvin Gaye does not use perfect technique all mm-hmm. the time but mm-hmm. i mean you want to hear marvin Gaye, yeah, right yeah, like yeah. That's, the, that's the difference yeah. i think yeah. luther vandross said it best he said it's not about your ability to do all this um, acrobats. Mm. It's about tone. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you listen to James Taylor, you know it's him. You, yeah. He'll just sing one phrase, you know it's James yeah. Taylor. Right. Michael McDonald has a different sound. He, he, kinda, he, he uses falsetto, but high. This is it, yeah. make no mistakes <laughs> the way you are. You so, don't know me yeah. when I'm so, your brother. Yeah, that's what he's saying. He's actually putting the <laughs> larynx that's, down. That's pretty good, man. <laughs> he's actually putting the larynx down, but singing falsetto. Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, it's like this. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I tried. I tried. I sang one time like that. I was singing What a Fool Believes, and the manager comes up to me and said, you sound like Michael McDonald with hemorrhoids. <laughs> <laughs> Well, your Henry is on. Thank you. Your Henry is on spot too. Henry is <laughs> spot <It's not> like, <laughs> on. <laughs> sounds like him. Wow. <laughs> oh man, I want I want I want him to sample some local entertainer right now, just so he sounds to see what he sounds like, and then do one with your original. Well, well voice, when you, you know? when you go to yeah. see you at a show, like at one of these places around yeah. Waikiki or whatnot, I mean, do you do you do that, or are you doing a lot of? No matter what I do, it's my voice. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. Like, but uh, you, do you on purpose try to? 
do some um, stuff. Once Sonic in a while, I will. But a lot of times, I just you just do it your way. Yeah, I'm just doing my way. Yeah, yeah. That'd be that's entertaining to see. Like, <laughs> you know, but that that, that is a talent like to have to to be able to do that. And and then the Waikiki is the pl- is the place to do it. Yeah, because you know, like. I've played yeah, you're never, you're never gonna see the people again. Yeah, you're never gonna see the same people. But also, like everybody has their own what they want. You're always getting requests. Yeah, so yeah. If the more, more requests you can do, the better. But I don't know yeah. too many entertainers yeah. that sound like they play, if they're playing a cover, they sound yeah. like the cover. You know, mm. other than somebody like you doing it. You yeah. know, yeah, you I try not like to do that. I mean, I'm not trying to em- emulate the, the original. I, sometimes I just if I'm bored because I can easily get bored because. Because I play every night, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have to challenge myself. Okay, let me try this way. Yeah. <laughs> One time I sang. Um, it was all. This, it was an older crowd, and I was singing. Um, uh, somebody wanted to hear a Hawaiian wedding song, so I, mm. I figured, oh, I'll do Casimero on this. <laughs> you know, and Casimero is similar to um, an opera song, yeah. but kind of more Kermit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you go Kuipo. you know you know what I mean so it's like so it's, not, it's not all the way open yeah uh, I hope that, that nobody's watching no it's fine it's fine <laughs> no, but you know what I mean right yeah. so that sound so yeah. so the whole time I was singing that my partner was looking at me like why are you doing that and then, but I had the biggest applause after that <laughs> it was weird you know this is the moment I've waited for. You know, it's kind of like yeah. a yeah, almost a little bit of the Kermit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it works, man. People, yeah. people like it. So, ah, uh, yeah, because yeah, you go into these gigs and they're like, "Can you play Tom Petty? Can you play Elton John? Can you play this?" Like, well, no, I play my stuff, you know, whatever. But if you can do it, then yeah. that's that's why people keep requesting you back. I I'm always when I'm driving until today, I'm still experimenting with my voice, see what kind of sounds I can get. So well, and um, with the guitar, yeah, it's just for you. It's like an endless canvas. Oh, totally, that you just it is. It's totally you. endless. It's like you can never master it. And so, um, so basically, you just did it through hard work and yeah. and playing it all the time. You playing, just mastered the, time, the instrument. Yeah. That's why I never can yeah. understand people like musicians or singers, and they go, ah, I, I don't, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I don't, mm. I, I don't understand that Mm-mm. because there's so much more to do. <laughs> John's looking around, guys. That's kind of what he's looking at. He's looking for us giving John the stink eye. I know. I know. So I was like, whoa, whoa. Speaking of, I think I get into real estate. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, well, I've always no, but said everybody. Boy, I'm, I'm not a musician. You're a musician's musician. I'm not. You know, I'm just some well, dude who can kind of, kind of get by. I was also curious, like, where, because uh, earlier when we were just talking store and, uh, and eating and hanging out. Um, you were talking about your ability to sort of arrange. You you can, I mean, if you don't have a music director for whatever show you're doing, you can always call Johnny and have him come in and do it. Because your understanding of how parts break up and how, you know, who plays what, mm-hmm. like, where does that come from? Because, I mean, you can, I mean, obviously you can chart and do all yeah. that kind of stuff, but that that takes time and i mean did you have to take a class or is it just something um, that you hear where you hear all the different parts and you yeah. go you know oh, you gotta play this oh you gotta play yeah. that i think uh, i relate voices to like instruments like everybody's voice here you, you somebody might sound like an oboe or another person might sound like a trumpet so i look at every voice like a different instrument 
Hmm. You know, like if we if we did a harmony right now, yeah, and um, we could I could actually tell that which guy should be on the high note. It doesn't mean because you sing high; it's just because your tone is hmm. sounds hmm. high. You know, you're not gonna put a tuba on the high note. You yeah. know what I mean? Just because they can sing and play high, it, you you have you have to check out the voices and see what works. So that's how I look at it. Plus, what, I, what, what does Devin's voice sound like to you? <laughs> <laughs> you guys almost kind of talk in the same nice. range. Really? You're yeah. all tenors. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we yeah. can't form a band then. We'll sound the same. I think you have the lowest one. <laughs> you have the lowest voice. We, me? Yeah. Really? I never knew that. <laughs> but the lowest timbre anyway. Oh. It's, it's low tone. Okay. And then John's <laughs> got the highest. So it's like yeah. baritone, um, the tenor, then alto. Interesting. Um, man in the middle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go back to the Kalapana thing. Yeah. So you, you grew up listening to them oh, and yeah. eventually you yeah. ended up playing with the band. Yeah. How how is how is that uh, done, you know? Well, I can tell you the audition. The audition was funny, and then Gaylord was like, "It's not audition. It's not audition. Stop saying that." <laughs> I said, no, I just want to see that because well, I want to say I pass. When was this actually that audition um, when you joined I think the band? Ten years ago, mm. maybe ten or nine or ten years ago. But um, it was in Gaylord's studio. It was DJ Gaylord and Garen, and he had a shaker, and DJ had his oh, Garen guitar. Mm. And so DJ goes um. And Gaylord was on this side. He said, so what songs do you know? I said, I know all of them. Yeah. I said, we'll play something right now. I said, okay, I'll play Nightbird because that's, that's my favorite. So, so I started playing Nightbird, right? And then DJ started playing too. But he plays like this. Right? So I started playing like this. You know? Yeah. So I was going, fly on through the night Because he's going. Yeah. So the song ends. DJ goes, um, you know, you got to play the chords. I said, I was. But you started strumming. So I play sparsely because you're already playing it. Mm-hmm. If you want me to play it, are you going to play the same thing? And he's going to me like... <laughs> Well, I'll play less. I said, well, then... You <laughs> should play less. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't hold back. Yeah. You know, um, so he goes, okay, let's play another one. Uh, okay, well, I can do the hurt. I said, yeah. Uh, are you going to strum? <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to strum because you're the first chord. You know, you're doing it. Yeah. And he goes, so he wants to test me. What's the first chord? I said, well, since you're playing this, I should play this. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, brother, one. That's how it is on the album, right? Yeah. One guy's playing. And the other one's playing. But lightly. Yeah. yeah. So, I listen to it like, like crazy, you know, like with a stereo. That's why when you hear these songs, there's always two guitars, and, and it's usually Mackie. And he's playing uh, both parts. Yeah, I mean, Mackie was always known for his voice, but his guitar playing was oh, he was fantastic. Much, yeah, he he was amazing. I mean, you know the, the songs like um, what is that song? There's one song he goes. Yeah. Is that everything in love? Yeah, that was Mackie. That really? Was Mackie. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was DJ. I've seen. I know that's but, but DJ had to learn it. 
I seen a call upon a concert on YouTube. I think it was the show where DJ was in there and Mackie was playing um Black Sam. Yeah. Nah. yeah. Yeah. And he was playing it well. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, this guy can play guitar, yeah. man. So DJ was in Japan. Oh. With another Kalapana. Huh? Another <laughs> Kalapana? <laughs> yeah. So uh, Bizarro the, Kalapana. The Japan Super producers wanted to keep Kalapana there, but uh, he ended up doing a solo project. But oh. there, there is a Kalapana album with DJ and Alvin Federer. And that's mm-hmm. it. Only that's those it. two. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, interesting. In Japan. Yeah, in Japan. There's a there's some bunch of Jap- uh, Japanese Kalapana albums. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. see yeah. pop on iTunes and you go, what yeah, is Yeah, I see pop on an eBay album I'm like, I've never heard that song before. Yeah, you know? even Mackie Fury's last album, Before He Died, it was produced uh, by Kirk Thompson, but was only released in Japan. What album was that? Man, there's there's got to be a, like a gold mine of those stuff. Uh, oh, it's so good. Because back mean, in the day, there was no internet; you couldn't get it, right? Yeah. yeah now I'm hunting it all down. But it's on YouTube stuff. now. You can you can you can get it. It's called Now and Forever. Um, okay. Kirk Thompson, because Kirk actually asked me the permission because I recorded Mackie's uh, original com- composition in um, I think '92 or something mm. when I did Guitars of Away Volume Two. Mm-hmm. So, wow. So Kirk Thompson, I mean, he's kind of the original. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's original, but he's in a lot of ways he's sometimes the forgotten guy. People think that he just completely dropped out of music, but in hearing you talk about him, yeah, he did actually kind of a lot of stuff. Actor, yeah, he just yeah. didn't do stuff within Color yeah. right? Yeah, he he left the band I think after the third album. I'm not sure, but because uh, he wanted to pursue the the recording aspect, that's why he did the Lemuria. Mm, yeah, and then he got into recording. So he has a recording studio, and that's all he does. That's so, amazing. But so we talked a little earlier about um, there's a there's a concert coming up at the Blue Note mm-hmm. yeah. next month. A Kalapana tribute concert. Yeah, November right. I think eighth and ninth or seventh. Yeah, put and it 8th. in my calendar because yeah. yeah. we gotta go get tickets for that, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, really awesome. But like, you were telling me there's some kind of special thing going on where you guys have been rehearsing, and what oh, is that about? But couple, before the pandemic, we did a, a tribute to Milani, and um, so Gaylord spent all these hundreds of hours uh, getting his voice and just taking out all the tracks. And um, I think he found the recording what we did live at um, Blue Note and, um, in Japan. So now we're backing him up. Uh, but you see him on the video. So mm. when we went to Japan, oh man, people—I mm. remember there's people in the audience. They, they couldn't watch it because they just kept crying. I don't even know how you guys keep it. Yeah, I know. I, some, well, the the first that tour was really hard on all of us because we, we you could see us all tearing up on oh. stage. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I remember the um, one of the first gigs you did was uh, at Mililani Town Center. Actually. Yeah, that's right. And that you turned that into uh, it was right after. That was um, last year, right? No, no, it was that like was, uh, two or three years ago. Yeah, three years ago. But it was just oh. after Milani passed away, and um, we weren't sure they were going to make it because they were going to be the entertainment for the the New Year's Eve pineapple thing. drop. Oh, okay. Pineapple okay. drop for New Year's Eve, and uh, after he passed away, I went, "There's no way they do this thing." Yeah. And then um, I don't know. Yeah. Gaylord like put it all together, was able to to draw the vocals out. Mm-hmm. Had everybody. But was there a video on. too? No, no, there no, wasn't a video. Uh, I mean, yeah. but it was it was very quickly sort of he pivoted everything very quickly and they all had to kind of jump in and play their parts but mm-hmm. you know dj was there and he was there mm-hmm. and kirk was there and it was it was awesome like the audience that was there watching it 
Yeah. I mean, it was it was a fantastic night. Yeah, there were some, some people in wow. the audience crying. You know, wow. the, the, yeah. me and Milani got really, really close. He, he actually came to my gigs and sat in. Oh, wow. And uh, he came over to my house, and I got him a guitar from uh, Kolao, and then we did a... Uh, this it's on YouTube. We did a performance together, a couple of songs. So he so he could get a free guitar, and I told him, you know, you don't have to play. You know, mm-hmm. they, they're just gonna give you the guitar. Yeah. So, no, no, I want to play. I want to give. Oh, He's awesome. such a giving person. Yeah. I learned so much from him. I remember when we did the Waikiki Shell with um, Henry and friends. He made a point to meet the security guard, know their names, the people that's serving the food, know their names, and. After the gig, he would say thank you to all of them, and he would help clean the dressing room. Yeah. Wow! So every time we were in Japan, he would be the last guy cleaning up the dressing room. Would you guys feel bad and help him clean up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I already know. Yeah, I'm gonna get him. That would not happen. <laughs> So he, he was an incredible human being. He was such a giver. And performance-wise, so, yeah. too, his energy on stage with the rest of the band was infectious. unlike anybody yeah. else. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Everybody goes, oh, okay, yeah. Milani's going. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> and, he would just, and he would just be out there having fun. He's dancing around. Oh, he was, Is this a dance song? He was oh, the he heart and soul, yeah. 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 I was at um, Willow's once, oh, maybe a month before he passed. Yeah, that's right. You guys right. are playing a private gig in yeah. the in the in the in the yeah. bar room in the back, and I was just grabbing food in the front. Yeah, and I know Kalapana when I hear him, right? So I'm like <laughs> grabbing my la la and Kalapana. So I just kind of walked yeah. on into the courtyard, and I was peeking in, and I was watching you guys perform yeah, while yeah. you guys were. It was a private function, so I wasn't invited. Oh, so you crashed? No, I was just watching on <laughs> outside. You know, by the fountain, I was yeah, watching. Yeah, he wanted to crash. Really and then bad. I went to the bathroom, and you guys were on break, and Milani was leaning against the post and just cruising, yeah. taking a break. And I walked past him to go to the bathroom. I was like, that was Malani. And I went, I went Shishi. And I was coming back. And I was yeah. like, I wanted to just tell him thank you for all his music, yeah. you know. And I, I, then, I, then I thought, I have been in the bottom room. He's taking a break. And until today, I regret not just thanking him for yeah, his yeah, music, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. And it always stuck with me. And then, like, a couple of years later, we were like, he, he, he tells me, Kyle, we're going to get, we're talking to DJ to come on the pod. And like DJ's like my ultimate guitar hero. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah. oh my god, what? And then it wasn't like less than less than a week. Less than a well, week. Yeah. We, yeah. you know. Yeah, I was texting back with him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was shocked too. I yeah. mean, um, his girlfriend for forever uh, gave me his favorite shirt. Oh. And uh, wow. you know, it was delivered to me by Garen. Say, hey, Robin wants you to have this. What? This is like his favorite shirt. Was it black by any chance? Yeah, black. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this one had black with, a, with dark blue guitar on it. Dark blue, okay. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, wow. so it was real nice. But I don't think I've ever seen him in anything but a black I shirt. Know. Yeah. I know, because I, I got a sponsor from Jams World. Uh-huh. So oh. I, I used to wear all the Jams World shirt. And then Milani goes, wow, nice shirt. said, I can get the whole band a sponsor. You guys want it? I said, shoots. And then um, DJ's like, nah, nah. And then everybody said, nah, nah, we don't want it. So I, I got Milani, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of shirts. Yeah. And then, um, so one day I came in with just plain white shirt. And I like the DJs, look, Jam's World. I said, they have black? I said, yeah. <laughs> I told you. I said, can you give me a black shirt? Too late. <laughs> <laughs> But that guy, that yeah. guy could play too, man. Oh my God, yeah, he was DJ unreal. Was good, man. It was so intense. Amazing. But the funny part, you know, DJ, he always make these faces, yeah, like, 
<laughs> and um, years later, you know, we're, we're finally real good friends. I can joke around with him. And I said, hey, DJ, you know this song? Um, you playing that, right? How come you make an ugly face? <laughs> you know, you're making a mad face. Because it's a nice chord. So, so I'm like this. <laughs> and he like gives me semi. <laughs> so the the following concert. So he, he's looking at the, me because before the song starts, he's already getting his fingers there. Because you know what it'd be like. Yeah, know, right. Because right. once in a while, right? you know, yeah. you're starting in the wrong chord. Uh, and so he's already doing this, right? Placing it, and then he you can see his face like positioning to make the face right. <laughs> right? So I look at him like. I'm gonna make the same face to it and so so we both make it say that he sees me and then he starts laughing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It is a happy chord. <laughs> it is, it's a happy chord. But he said nice because he just looks more intense, you know, like you into it. I'm like yeah, but it's a happy chord. It's, mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> I guess you're doing Black Sad or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right, where you gonna? Where you gotta get down? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know what? The uh, getting back to the playing on the hurt, right? It, you were talking about when you're listening to it, you'll hear two uh, distinct guitars that are playing at mm-hmm. the same time. So when you play it live and it's just you, do you do an amalgamation of those two, or do you pick something else to sort of? No, I'll Make do it what, more challenging. I, I think I'll do what, what people expect. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's what you want to hear. Because <laughs> you know you know already. Yeah, as yeah. soon as I go Right, yeah. You know it's it's the hurt. So mm-hmm. I'll play what people want to hear. Because people you know, like if you see the Eagles, they play the song exactly like the record. Yeah. yeah. So Kalapana is like that. They want mm-hmm. you to they want you to feel like, oh, this is how it was. Cause so I, I can't do all these chords because you know Gaylord looks at me like can you not do that? Because <laughs> the the second time around with them, I did I was doing that. Cause you know like when there's a pause in the song, yeah. You know I would put that. Yeah. <laughs> then after like a walk down, co- yeah, stuff. a couple of concerts later, DJ goes, you know I know what you're doing, you know. <laughs> I, know doing. <laughs> I can hear it, so, so don't do that. So, oh man. <laughs> That's the one thing though about Kalapana is like all my years watching them from the Waikiki show all the way to you know later on after the passing of every you know those yeah. Yaki and everybody else, the consistency yeah. of the music always mm-hmm. stayed the same. Mm-hmm. It is like the Eagles, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Even if the arrangements of, of Mad Members, you know, come yeah. and go, the sound is always the same. Yeah. You know, it's like Journey. If you see the, the yeah. Journey, with Arnell, it's going to play same. exactly yeah. the same. Yeah. Mm. You know, I got to play with Arnell. Really? Oh, yeah? So when he's when he's not with Journey, um, he forms a band to to raise money for his foundation because he has mm. a foundation. He's an incredible human. What kind of music does he play on his own? Oh my God, it was so hard. Um, <laughs> so we, ha- I had to learn like twenty. I remember why are we learning thirty songs. This is crazy. So he sent me like twenty eight tunes, oh. and uh, it was um, ACDC. And he can sing that stuff like nothing. Oh, hard rock. Like, like Journey, you think is hard? That's nothing for him. He can do ACDC. Uh, Freddie Mercury is his favorite entertainer. Oh, and, um, So we had lunch. We were just sitting together like that. And uh, and then he... So I had to learn Bohemian Rhapsody. I had, had, had to learn all the guitar parts. Oh. And then he wanted me to do Van Halen stuff. And I said, I'm not a Van Halen guy. So yeah. 
can you can I bring in another guitar player? So I brought in um, Dan Takamoni from Dance Guitars. Yeah, he is the best oh, player of Hawaii. Yeah. I did oh, not know he? that. He really, really. I knew he could play. Oh my rips, god, man. you ever seen? He does eruption, all that stuff. Yeah. Wow, that that makes sense actually. Yeah. So um, so we got him. Love that guy. Yeah, uh, we had Garen on drums, Jeanette on the keyboards. Wow. Jeanette was the uh, the music director, but um, I made the band rehearse at my studio. Like, so it was all here locally where yeah, they were playing? it was at the Blaisdell. And oh. uh, it wasn't sold out, but it, all the Filipinos in the island came out. <laughs> yeah. I don't, rem- I don't remember I don't that. Remember that. that. We yeah, that it, wasn't, thing, it wasn't advertised. It was only advertised on the Filipino commerce. It was like... Oh, it's oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, so... But we got to invite was, us guys too. Yeah, we would have went to the show, man. It was awesome. I mean, we did police... So when Arnell sings, I know he sounds like Steve Perry, but when yeah. he sings ACDC, does he sound like ACDC? Yeah, he can do the, you know. Really? Yeah. See, that's the only voice I can't do. I sound like Edith Bunker. <laughs> <laughs> that's a hard voice to replicate, man. Yeah, but I mean, I, uh, I've watched those uh, those YouTube videos of him singing with the zoo. Yeah. And he sang with the zoo. And yeah, you you put him in front of whatever, whatever. thing. He's he's a whatever. He's a chameleon. Band, and he could he Now, could he got discovered it. singing... He got discovered singing with the zoo on YouTube by Neil Sean. Neil Sean Neil Sean was lamenting that they didn't have a singer. And then he watched the video and went, Who's this little Filipino guy? Yeah, and they brought him in. So they called him brought him in and yeah, the rest is history. So I was jealous of him because I said and I told him this, I told him and I said, you know, when you got the gig, I was so jealous because I can sing all that stuff. Mm. Because I sang all Journey stuff when Journey came out. Mm Yeah. And then, but then when I saw your documentary, I don't know if you ever seen a documentary oh, on see Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. I said, man, you deserve this so yeah. much. An inspiring story, man. Yeah. It really is. And so. then he can do whistle notes too. I don't know if you know no, whistle notes. No, really? Yeah. What's whistle note? That's like Mariah When you Karen. can sing like... Yeah. I can't do it. But do your vocal cords. Yeah. yeah. It's like, um, it's actually placing the tongue that it, when the voice comes out, it, it's a whis- it sounds like a whistle. Wow. Huh. Can you, you imagine you that, guy could, replace, that guy could replace ACDC right oh, now? He, can, he could replace Van Halen <laughs> and he's a new singer. He could replace... I was just worried And he, he, and he brings a whole nation with him. Yeah. 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 I was just he worried he was going to blow out his voice because I know... Um, he did. Early on, right, he he was struggling and yeah. he was having a hard time. Because oh. when they... I remember when one year when they came here, he was singing and there were certain songs he just wasn't yeah. going to do. There was like Mother, Father and um, Lay It Down. Certain songs that are const- constantly... Like consistently up here, right up. he just he didn't do like you blow I, up I, 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 I don't he even know. sang on me because it was just. Too, but now he can actually. Yeah, he can do. I guess he got uh, training or his. I know he, he does a lot of vocal rest. He he yeah. got all these remedies. I, I saw his stuff. He's got this humidifier. It's, it's, it's crazy what he does. But um, I told him that uh, you know your voice is your commodity. Mm-hmm. So uh, um, I told. Bruno, you got to talk to your record company about this. But this is why Steve Perry left. Remember when uh, Steve Perry, Journey came here and they had five concerts in a row. Yeah. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. all sold out. Yeah. But the fifth concert, you could tell Steve Perry just like struggling. To that was the end of the tour too, so he could blow it out. Right? Yeah, he could <laughs> blow it out. <laughs> no, but you don't but, want to do that. No, but I mean, that's what he did probably. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's why he's, all his songs are super low. I mean, you know, his new album, it's, yeah, his voice yeah. is like... It's, it's changed. changed. It's yeah. changed. Yeah. 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 I don't even... Don't stop believing. I don't even think could actually <laughs> come back and sing any Journey songs the way it was. No, I, he, there's no, no way. Cannot, or cannot. But, because he still smokes this way and he drinks. Oh. oh. And so, because um, Arnel was telling me this, and I told Arnel, you gotta... I, I, I was telling Arnel, you know, I, I talked to Bruno about 
if you're gonna do concerts, you gotta do two concerts in a row, a day off. Mm -hmm. Three concerts, two days off. Two concerts, because if they're gonna put you on tour and you swing, sing it like five days, you're gonna lose your voice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he actually listened to me. So the next time you see a Bruno Mars concert, check out his schedule. It's like that, two days off, three days, two days up. So I told her, no, you gotta tell, you gotta talk to new Sean, because I know he carries the whip and whips you, yeah. right? And he's like, yeah, that's why I lost my voice. He had mm. laryngitis. Oh. So he lost his voice and they had to cancel the tour and everything. Yeah. So I said, you know, if, if you want to keep this up with Journey, you got to talk to New Sean yeah. about that. And he's like, oh, boy. Because I mean, I'm so nice, yeah. yeah. such a nice guy. <laughs> is there really a shelf life, though, for that kind of voice that Steve Perry on Isle has? No. Um, like a Tony Bennett. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, if, you, if, you're, if you train and... Yeah, if you, you know, train properly. To me, my voice is better now than I was when I was my, in my 20s. I can hit notes that I never could... Yeah, I'm not a professional singer. I'm a shower singer. <laughs> but I can hit higher notes now as I'm older than I was yeah, in really? high school. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's so weird. I don't know why, yeah. though. Yeah. I just can only do it for the one time, and then I'm done. Yeah. But like him, uh, Ben, I mean, all the, the male singers that I know have been singing for a long time. You guys are able to make those notes stick. And I mean, you, your I voice think is we so use it a lot. It's crazy, man. If you don't do it, you're not going to get better mm. yeah. I mean like when you stop singing didn't it feel weird to go back singing yeah it did I, I um, and it's, it's just muscle memory a lot of it too mm -hmm. because you get used to singing a song one way and um, even if I go like half step down I should be able to should be able to be easier right mm -hmm. yeah. but then I'm not used to like my muscles are like not even though it's no. you know it's supposed to be easier, I'd rather just sing it where I've been practicing it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, even me, like I can sing higher now than I did. But I, I just thought it was because uh, I wasn't gigging every weekend anymore. Yeah. So now I can go higher because mm -hmm. my, my voice is not as beat up. Yeah. Oh, good. We'll have you sing some journey your, later. Did you beat up your voice back in the day too? Yeah, back in the pure heart days. Because no, they were doing gigs every day. And we would do like five hour gigs, yeah. <laughs> four hour gigs. Yeah, nobody else sang but you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was just like yeah, we're gonna have Jake doing a song. Yeah, so I would just happening. sing until like I couldn't sing anymore, and then we just rest and then do another. We do multiple gigs a day. It was just ridiculous. Did you develop nose and all that stuff? No, I never did. Did Jake ever try? Because I, I actually yeah. asked him, said, "Dude, you know yeah. if you sang, your voice would be so nice." Because he's got a low voice. Yeah, he does have yeah. a, a nice. So, low so voice. your voice together with you and him would be perfect. You gotta train Jake and give him some. Yeah. Voice I training. did. I asked him. You, hey, I'll teach you some lessons if you want. You know. You know. It would be okay, but I think, he, <laughs> you know, when he plays the ukulele, he's actually playing vocal parts. Yeah. But on the ukulele yeah. to back my voice up. Yeah. When he's playing, I like see. I don't yeah. know if people know that, but mm -hmm. he's yeah, yeah, he no, strums I... plus he's playing these like accompanying melodies. So, yeah. I think it's interesting enough. I don't know. Mm -hmm. John, it, it's, it's just it's an ego thing for John. Of he course. just wants to be the only singer. <laughs> <laughs> You can you can say the truth, John. It would it's be so fine, funny that if Jake starts singing and then he doesn't move. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he just stays still. That would be funny. All of a sudden, he just stuck. He just stuck. <laughs> Jake, what are you doing? Stop yeah. singing. There's no way he could sing and move around like that. He would yeah. be out of breath yeah, the whole is, time. That is you know? true. You have to slow down. Yeah. Put him in a straight jacket or something. Oh, sorry. And for those of you who, who aren't aware, <laughs> uh, the reason why uh, John is speaking about Bruno is Bruno is actually his nephew. Yeah, so. I wasn't. Oh, I, I, you probably get talked asked about oh, it yeah. all the time, so I wasn't going to bring day. it up. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
But that must be nice. I mean, and I know he's pulled a lot of music knowledge from you, yeah. right? So to see him be so successful, you that must, must be, be a, a nice feather in your cap. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, yeah. uncle. Yeah, yeah. Know. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> how much did you get to actually teach him before he... Oh, my God. Well, I know that... So uh, my buddy Justin was up there in L.A. with him before mm-hmm. he was Bruno Mars. Yeah, so yeah. I know about the... When he was Peter. But is Justin well, the accountant? No, no, no. no. <laughs> oh. This is another singer. Justin uh, Young. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, so he told me stories about, you know, back in the day. It wasn't like he was like instant success. I mean, no. the guy, the guy he was paid in, his dues, yeah, he you was know? In, uh, he was but in L.A. for four years him. before he made it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So he was like going to college. And even that is fast in four yeah. years. But yeah. a lot of people don't realize he started when he was two. Yeah. 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 I mean, your whole family is musical. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, bef- before even that, my, my sister was pregnant on stage mm. performing. <laughs> and he's there like going nuts. Yeah. Wow! In the belly, going, like, <laughs> dancing. Th- yeah, for real. Sun, Sun was Sun, saying, Sun was saying that Bruno's mom was the best female singer she'd ever heard. Wow! She was that good. She had a beautiful tone. Yeah, yeah. The, her yeah. tone really stuck out to me. But though, I mean, your your whole family is sort of musical, so you kind of didn't have. Well, I started in music because my three older brothers had a, uh, my two old, my my oldest brother joined the Marines, but my two older brothers had a band when I was in middle school and they would practice in the living room. So our living room in Kalihi mm. was the drum set, the guitar, bass, and all set up already. So oh, I would like hop the Jacksons. on. I would, yeah, you know, <laughs> I would hop on every instrument. So drums was my first love. So I was on a drums when I was 10 years old. Oh, wow. So I was playing drums and then I remember, um, and I was playing with the microphone. Then, and I remember, I remember breaking the... Um, what do you call that? The the mic clip. The clip. Yeah. yeah okay. and, I, and my brothers, they all kind of like intense. <laughs> so we didn't have glue, so I put rice <laughs> and balanced. <laughs> what? <laughs> so the, the thing's balancing on top of the rice <laughs> in this whole Cooked rice. <laughs> yeah, cooked rice. <laughs> Use it as oh glue. God, I was ten years old. That's so hilarious. they came. Well, what the hell is this? But. Uh, so anyway, that, that's how I started in the music. And um, when Bruno started, my sister is, was a singer in the show, uh, the Love Note show. We were at the Sheraton um, for like eight years. In fact, they sponsored us to go to Japan to open up the new uh, Sheraton Grand Tokyo across oh, Disneyland oh, wow. when they first opened in 19... Yeah. Uh, what was that? 88? And then so... Um, we were supposed to be a three-week engagement and... Uh, they loved us so much, they doubled our pay. They said, can you pl- please stay another three mm. weeks? Wow. We ended up staying almost three months. So oh, that, my gosh. So, that the, the, so when we stayed, we brought my mom. <laughs> my, um, my sister wasn't in the show yet. So we brought my sister. I, uh, How many are in your family? <laughs> so my sister and then uh, we brought... But all the kids, so Bruno, Tahiti, and Presley was there, and and Eric. Um, Eric is the, uh, the drummer for Bruno. Yeah, right. But yeah, he, yeah. he was from the first wife, so um, that's why he has Chinese features. So anyway, so every day Bruno would watch the show like that. He's only three years wow. old. He's like that on the stage watch the show, and I did Elvis, I did Michael Jackson. And um, so in the daytime, my sister goes, here, take care of him. <laughs> so, okay. so I would teach him all the Elvis moves. So your sister was Bruno's mom. Yeah. That, that's how you related, right? Yeah. Okay. So um, so every day, 
so we ended up staying two in, two months and a half in Japan. So uh, anyway, I brought my girlfriend from Ohio, and oh. the funny part was um, she I had to buy. You know, those days you had to buy tickets at the airport. Mm-hmm. You can do it online. Yeah. You, you know, yeah, you, yeah, had, yeah, you yeah. had to go to the airport. So I bought a ticket uh, before we went to Japan to my girlfriend she's, uh, to to come to Hawaii. So now she's in Hawaii. I bought her a ticket to Japan. So now she's one, she stayed one day in Hawaii and then flew to Japan. Oh my goodness! I know. So uh, she so I told her, okay. Um, by the way, um, if you want to eat and survive in Japan, you gotta be in the show. <laughs> and she's like, I don't sing. <laughs> you do now. <laughs> so my here's a tambourine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so my um, my. Uh, Sister taught her all the parts to be in the high notes because we were the love notes, and then we high uh-huh. notes, and we featured, you know, he's a rebel in all the songs. Will you still love me? And so she sang uh, Johnny's Angel, Johnny, uh-huh. and then I was Johnny. But they needed a third girl singer, so I dressed up in drag, and I was the third <laughs> singer. <laughs> wow! But the. The best part about Japan is you get to work out every day because you know because we had free food, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and uh, and the best part, uh, Disney Tokyo just opened, so oh, they nice. gave us tickets every week. Oh. oh, nice! Oh, it was the best vacation in my yeah. life. And then, um, so I remember, my uh, I used to work out every day, so I was buff then. So um, the two songs they would sing with me as a girl, <laughs> and then the third song. I would strip down and I only had a tank top and my pants on and then I would flex because he was, they was talking about he's a rebel. So mm-hmm. I had so many girl fans that night. I mean, that there was a line of girls and in Japan, <laughs> there's mistresses. They, that's an accepted thing that they have there. Uh-huh. So the, the guys would be with their mistress and there mm-hmm. would be a line of guys with their mistress to give me 10,000 yen to kiss them on the cheek. So wow. by the end of the night, I had seven hundred dollars, almost every night to kiss women on the cheek, and all the rest of the band was like, "Hey, Akumali <laughs> John, because he's flexing this." Yeah, well. that's right. You gotta work out. <laughs> or, or you could dress in drag too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's the other part. A little part of it. right yeah. there. So, yeah. all right. yeah. so because of that, of the shows of what uh, Bruno experienced. He was in love with doing that. Mm-hmm. So when we came back, uh, we went back to the Sheraton, uh, Spree Lounge, and um, as a goof, we brought um, Bruno, Bruno up, mm-hmm. and he was right there. It was a hit. That yeah. was it. That was it. That, that's when he did his little Elvis thing, yeah. right? And but, I was the big Elvis. He was the little Elvis. Yeah. But so. the moves you see him do on stage, in vi- that's the stuff that he learned from the love notes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's patently obvious. It's just, yeah. he and he can... He can dance like James Brown. He oh, can totally, dance like yeah. Michael Jackson. He can yeah. do whatever you... It, it's very much... Yeah. So your influence is very much there on stage every time he performs. It's yeah. really cool because yeah. there's not a lot of performers who can do that. Mm-hmm. I think it's why he's... Uh, it's why he gets so much attention whenever he's playing live because yeah. they go, wow, that guy's yeah. just, just an entertainer. Well, man, when you... Oh, yeah. The Super Bowl, he just blew the... Oh, I blew the doors yeah. off the thing. Yeah, man. that was so awesome. Yeah. Yeah, when he was seven years old, I made a, a VHS. Remember VHS? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, of all Michael Jackson moves, just the clips of the dance moves. Wow. And then my sister, like a couple weeks ago, said, what the heck did you do here? I said, why? He'd get up two o'clock in the morning, sneak downstairs, 
and watch all the videos and just keep imitating. So by the time he was eight, he had all the moves down. Mm, crazy. And I remember I was teaching him moonwalk when he was like six and a half. He wow. could finally do the moonwalk. <laughs> he said, Uncle, look, I can do the moonwalk. I said, okay, watch this now. Then I would do the circular moonwalk. Oh, oh nice. nice. Yeah. In your wildest dreams, do you think he would be where he's at right now? Or no. We no. had no idea. Um, you, you can't predict that kind of stuff. Sure. You know? But you could see the talent, though. Yeah. Right. But you got to remember now, it's not about how good you are. It's the people you know, too. Because he had, my, my niece was there. Mm-hmm. So my niece knows a lot of people there because um, she's she's gorgeous, and uh, she was hanging out with Prince. Yeah, and um, she knew Dr. Dre, so I, so Dr. Dre uh, he was turned on to Dr. Dre, and Dr. Dre fell in love with his talent, but he had no originals. Mm-hmm. And I remember during high school, I was showing him how to rip off originals, <laughs> how easily you can get a song and make it your own by just turning it upside down. You know, like like if I if I wanted to write like Mackie, just just use the same chords and turn the melody upside down instead of going fly fly all through the night when you can make a new song by just turning the melody upside down. Huh. So that's why <laughs> he hates when I tell people this. <laughs> don't, don't tell people the secret. So every song he's got is it's it's from another song. Inspired by. Yeah, like. I'm a billionaire. Remember that song? Yeah. I wanna be. It's Santeria. From Sublime? Yeah. It's the same chords, oh, but Kyle's, in a different key. Kyle's, Kyle's like, ooh. Wait, how does that work? I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. So it's the same chords, but in a different key. Oh, really? Yeah. And then he changed the melody. So a lot of songs, mm-hmm. like. Um, how interesting. I can tell you all the stuff, and he's gonna kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, not that many but people But after a while, he got sued, though. Like, Uptown yeah. Funk, he got sued like, yeah. three yeah. times. Yeah, it's true. And I actually, uh, Locked Out of Heaven, I thought he was gonna get sued yeah. by the police, because that is so police like. Yeah. Well, that he, I went, ooh. But yeah, you know what? But, it, part. but he takes it and he makes it his own, and that's. That's one of the brilliances yeah. of it, right? So. so I think it was 2010. I said, hey, I want to see what a superstar lives like. I said, okay, come over. So I stayed over his place, and um, and then we were driving in his new Cadillac, right? He just <laughs> he just made it, right? And uh, he goes, uh, you want to hear me on the radio? I said, no. <laughs> and then, and then, then he, he goes, then he goes, there I am. And then, and then he keeps flipping stations, right? And He's on I, every channel. Dude, no, no, no. Then he goes, they go, you, you want to hear me on another station? I said, no. <laughs> There I am again. <laughs> and then, um, so he keeps playing. And then finally the third day, I'm like, I know what you're doing now. You're getting all these songs that are kind of like hits, and you're going to make, you're going to put them all together uh-huh. and make one big hit. I said, that's exactly what I do. Uh-huh. So that's why you locked out of heaven. Remember the song by Gautier? Um, oh, someone that I used to know? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody I used to know. So anyway, there's a part in there that's on that song. There's another part from um, uh, Police. Oh, I forgot which one. That's on that song. Yeah. And then the plug that goes. It's from like that Swamp Band. What's that? Um, I forgot the name of the band. But so that's what he does. So all his songs are like all this. Like songs to get there's a formula so they, they weren't that big of a hit, but you heard it. Uh. So now when you hear his songs, like, wow, this song is good. Guess I got, why? I gotta, I gotta work on that. <laughs> <laughs> My songwriting is terrible. So the last concert he was here at the stadium, we had a party, right? And I told him, um, uh, hey, you know, 
you know, I know you like the earth, wind, and fire and all that stuff, but man, if you could, if you could re- recreate this sound. So I bought him the whole collection of Jackson 5. If you oh, yeah. can recreate this lush sound, it's what's needed right now because everything is so in your face, mm. the dubstep, mm. and then it's like and the drop and all that stuff. If you can recreate this sound with the lush and melody, it's and man, it's such a that would be so good because because you don't hear this yeah, anymore. No, Jackson yeah. Five, you know, I'll be there, you know, yeah. whatever. And then Silk Sonic came out. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, okay. so I texted him. What the hell, man? <laughs> oh, he, lis- he listens to Uncle. Yeah, my royalty, man. I was surprised. <laughs> but then I remember him asking, okay, so what do I do after that then? I said, then you got to strip it all down. Just do like Queen. Like, like four guys or three guys. Or do Commodores or something. <laughs> <laughs> but he likes the he likes the, the, the big, big, sound. The yeah. big yeah. sound with the horn yeah. section. Plus, he, he has fun with the choreography because, you know, his whole thing now is he's bringing back... Um, and this is what frustrated me before. People used to go, man, man, you must be so proud. He's taking up to another level. I said, he's not taking it. The level was like that before it went mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. He's taking it back up. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. remember Earthman and Fire Day? Yeah. Th- that's the level. Yeah. yeah. But we we got out of that. Yeah. yeah. It became all this, um, uh, I don't know, just less. It became. Well, it's also, it's a lot of people doing loops of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then making songs. Whereas when Bruno comes out, um, you know. There's horns behind him. Yeah. There's a there's a there's an entire band that's playing. They're mm-hmm. all dancing around on stage. Yeah. And they're like the Jackson but, yeah, Five. It's, it's, and yeah. you go, it's going to a party. And it's a party. Yeah. 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 And the, and it's uh, but it's nice because he he obviously learned it from the love notes from you folks mm-hmm. and incorporated it into what he does. And it's it's great because like you said, he's taking your advice to heart, which is to take that style mm-hmm. and make it fresh so that people go oh I've never seen these before yeah, and yeah, his yeah. uncle's going yeah I know already right, <laughs> right now there's nobody like him no yeah, you know, no, not no. at all but that's no. why we're all waiting for the next album to come out because Silk Sonic came out and we went okay yeah. Yeah, I think he's going to milk this like, for another two years <laughs> he probably could yeah yeah because yeah. well, can do the I think he has one more album um, as, as far as for contract with Atlantic Records. Mm. Wow. And at this point, he has so many hits, he could just do his hits for yeah. the rest of yeah. his life and he would be fine. Yeah. Yeah. So fine. There's yeah. nothing left to prove. Yeah. We just got to wait till the new stadium gets built so he can come back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's any venue here that could hold him. It's actually we, a big loss for him to come to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I don't know if he's seen what he did with the last time he came. He actually left all the Yeah, that set mm-hmm. benefited Hawaii though. Like yeah. Everybody yeah. came It was more set. expensive to bring it home. Mm, really? It would be easier for him to just buy. That's stuff. why we had Guns and Roses. Yeah, Guns and Roses. Yeah. 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 We had the Usher down. came. They all used uh, that yeah. same. They used the same set. Eminem. Yeah. Eminem came. No. Snoop? They just left it. Eagles. No. Snoop never came. Oh. No. Not Eagles. There was Eagles concerts built, after Eagles. concerts after that big yeah, concert because yeah. the stage yeah. was there, right? Our yeah. sound system yeah. was there. So thank you, Bruno. Yeah. Oh, thank you. To do that again. But I I really hope at some point in time you get to get up and with your nephew on, on stage wow. he actually I did the first time yeah. but he wasn't that he only had um, that was the Blaisdell show right no uh, well no. that one we opened up for him yeah. and then, uh, but before that we did one at the what was that place the fourth level mm. and he only had nothing on you mm. um, uh, as a hit and um, but he was only just a background singer yeah, yeah. The, you know the lead part and so um so he called me up and he introduced me as his inspiration and then uh, so I sang I played with him on Count on Me. 
But um, he did ask me when I went to L.A., do you think you want to tour with me? He said, you asking me if I want to tour with you? And I'm like, uh, so I went home and said, you think I should tour with you know? And then everybody's like, you should tour with him. <laughs> yeah, but see, I, I always, every time I take a gig, I, I look at myself in the future, what's going to happen after that. Right. So if I did tour with him for six months or a year, and then I, I wanted to get out, because I can't do that, because I have family. Yeah. <laughs> and my kids were about to go to high school, uh, graduate high school. And then I come back to Hawaii. I would miss my kids graduating high school. I would come back to Hawaii. Mm. I would start all over looking for gigs. Mm. And then people would see me, aren't you the guitar player for Bruno? What, he fired you? <laughs> you know, there's so many negative that would would have come out more than positive. I wow, thought. you think so much ahead. Because if it was me, I'd be like, <laughs> shoots. <laughs> no, everybody's <laughs> party. Everybody. <laughs> oh, everybody. Even Jimmy yeah. Borges, when he was alive, said, Bruno asked you to tour with him. He said, yeah. You should go. I said, get it out of your system. I said, I've already done that kind of stuff. I mean, not on that level, yeah. mm-hmm. but I can't imagine. Uh, so I actually talked to the, the all the roadies, his manager, uh, the members of the band, what's it like. So you live on a bus. It's see, grueling, you, right? You guys yeah. only see the front part, yeah, right, right. the glamorous part, but you have no idea. They have to go back on the bus, go to a place that they can shower at because their buses, they don't want to shower in the buses because of the certain buses just don't have that great stuff. Yeah. Bruno's bus does. <laughs> well, wouldn't you be on Bruno's bus? <laughs> <laughs> no, he, you don't, he said, you can be on my bus, but you got to massage my feet every night. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> he said, I don't mind that. Okay. But, um... No, so I was looking at in the future, and and it's like, oh, I'm gonna miss my kids, and I might end up fooling around and I'm gonna get divorced. Yeah, oh my god, yeah, this yeah. is like the worst thing. <laughs> All the temptations, right? Because <laughs> um. I remember who Bruno. He said the first concert, he was like, oh, they are taking shots in the back. All right, tonight we're, gonna, we're all gonna get, we're gonna get lucky, right? And they come out. And it's all mothers and their daughters. <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing in between. <laughs> but now it's like it's like that though. His concert yeah. is like mothers all the way to oh, the, yeah. to the yeah. kids. He's a massive multi-generational. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Yeah. Well, well, Johnny. Okay, we're gonna be wrapping up. We have one more question for you. This is a question we ask all of our guests. If you were stranded on a desert island and you could only take three albums with you to listen to for the rest of time. What would those three albums be? Oh, jeez. Probably the Beatles' White Album. Mm. Mm, white Album, yes. Um, uh, probably Chick Corea's, um one of his in- collections. I don't know which one, but they're all crazy. Mm-hmm. Just so I can learn more stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And um, I don't know. See, that's a hard one. What did you choose? I had Kyle Crater Boys, Bob Mar- uh, Valley Style, Bob Marley, um, Uprising, and um, I don't remember what my third one was. I'm glad he still remembers at least two of them. <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> up there. Yeah, I oh, yeah. I can't remember the third one. Yeah, probably Kalapana uh, something. I don't know. Well, you could sing Call Upon. Something very intricate that I have to listen over and over and over and over yeah. just to 
analyze, you know, how did they come up with that? Mm. You know, because it's like a studying, you know, it's like the Bible. You can just keep reading it and still don't understand it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, okay, so so, so that's your third? um, Yeah, I guess so. The greatest hits of Kalapana. Mm. (laughs) All right. Very good. Well, thank you for spending this time with us. This is an amazing interview. And um, for our listeners, no, no Patreon today. I have to, we have to run out and get our oh, kids you don't want to have him from school. But why don't you play us out? <laughs> and we'll f- that's how we're going to go out tonight. Is that how we're going out tonight? <laughs> okay. No. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I should have bought my own original stuff, but I don't have the words. I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs>